Hello, everybody. I'm Flood the Drummer, and thanks for being tuned into the Drumming for Justice podcast. It's Friday, May 11th, and my guest for today is Pennsylvania State Representative Jordan Harris, who was instrumental in the launch of a $1.5 million gun violence reduction initiative, which will direct grant money to implementing gun prevention strategies, which have helped keep Philadelphia neighborhoods more peaceful. State Representative, congratulations on this uh, monumentous occasion, and welcome to Drumming for Justice. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So I read this story in the Huffington Post and, and a lot of the uh, national sources cited a tweet uh, by the governor when he announced this. He specifically mentioned your name. What exactly was your role in this? Well, the, the Pennsylvania Legislative Black Caucus, of which I am the chairman, uh, has been working with the governor and the governor's office to um, begin to address uh, or try to address the issue of of, of, of gun violence and come up with different strategies by which we can address it. Um, back in March, um, we invited the governor to come to um, South Philadelphia uh, and Southwest Philadelphia um, to one, see uh, a location that had been memorialized uh, because a young person had lost their life to gun violence. And then two, to have conversations, um, a conversation with uh, families who had lost their loved ones to gun violence, uh, doctors and healthcare professionals who work on the bodies when they come into the ER, uh, imams and, and members of the clergy who perform the services, and funeral directors who uh, take care and, and care for the body and the burial. So we had the governor come back in March to have that conversation. And at that conversation is when he uh, did proclaim that uh, gun violence was an epidemic, a public health uh, epidemic here in Pennsylvania, and he vowed to address it. So over the last few months, we have been working with the governor's office, and um, what you uh, read about is the uh, fruit of that labor. Mm -hmm. So I was there at that March presser, that kind of conversation you were having, and I spoke to Governor Tom Wolf after the event and asked if he had any personal connection to gun violence uh, if he had ever lost anyone that tragic way, he, he didn't. Uh, did you find that it was uh, a culture shock for him to experience and listen to the things that he encountered when he came to South Philadelphia and Southwest Philly? Well, I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I can't speak to whether it was a culture shock or not uh, for the governor. But what I can say is that we took him to 55th and Regent, uh, which is in Southwest Philadelphia, where there were candles and teddy bears uh, on the corner. Um, and uh, as you are um, in our communities, that, that means that life, uh, and, and, and most part, most times that they lost their life to gun violence. So that's where we started with the governor before we even had the conversation. Um, mm -hmm. So I think what, what we see, and I, again, I can't talk to what the governor has or hasn't had happen in his life, but I think what you're seeing is that there are a lot of people across Pennsylvania who aren't a part of our urban epicenters who don't see uh, gun violence uh, in the same way we see it or, or you know, they're not attending uh, the funerals like we are. They're not, mm -hmm. they're not, you know, seeing the memorials like we do. They're not seeing it in the news like we do. And I'm, we can't fault folks for that. But what we can do um, is raise the awareness on why this is of epidemic proportions and then bring people together that we believe can help us uh, come up with some types of solutions. 
So the uh, uh, this week on Tuesday, Governor Tom Wolf announced a $1.5 million gun violence reduction initiative. And again, it's going to direct grant money uh, to uh, institutions and organizations in the city that have uh, prevention strategies that I guess have been proven to, to make neighborhoods a bit more peaceful. So two questions about that. One, how did you guys come up on the number of 1.5 million? I've seen other, other uh, uh, Pennsylvania, became, I believe it became the seventh uh, state to do this. Maryland was the sixth. They came up with the $5 million number. What was the strategy uh, that you guys came up and arrived with your number? Well, honestly, it was, it's more about, you know, searching and scouring through the dollars and cents in the budget to find uh, okay. the resources. Um, and, and let me be clear, um, $1.5 million is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. $1.5 million will not um, solve the issue of, of gun violence in Pennsylvania. Um, but $1.5 million is a start. Yeah. And, and I've communicated that to the governor. And I think um, the governor himself said that he understood that this isn't um, the end-all, be-all dollar amount that's going to be necessary but that we're using this this 1.5 as, as a starting place um, for us. So there was no, you know, there was no... Um, okay, no formula. No, just, there was no you know. formula. It was, you know, where were we able to find resources and how much of those resources we'd be able to find. So how does this initiative work in terms of, of legislation? Is this uh, written in by executive order? Is this something that's going to be, you know, uh, indefinite? Is it just a year trial? How long would this ex- uh, this program and the $1.5 million stay around? Well, I mean, this is a grant that's, that's um, now going to be uh, housed in uh, the Pennsylvania Commission on Crime and Delinquency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, as chair of the Black Caucus, our goal uh, every budget cycle is going to be uh, to increase uh, the dollars that go to that. As far as um, institutions and organizations, um, we have been clear to the governor that um, this money is, is it should not go to the big institutions that have mm. grant writing, you know, grant writing um, um, arms. But mm-hmm. that we want this. We want these dollars to go uh, to the street, to the ground. Mm-hmm to the folks mm-hmm. on the ground who are doing work every day to uh, quash um, a lot of the issues that we have in our community. Uh, now, I'm not saying that this is going to be an easy process. Um, it, it won't. I mean, we're going to have to, um, and, and PCCD, because it's not myself or the Black Caucus who will be. PCCD is what for those who are listening not in Pennsylvania? Sure, the Pennsylvania Commission on Crime and Delinquency. Okay, um, mm-hmm. they're going to be the ones tasked with it, and we will try to work with them, um, and we will try to encourage people to apply. Um, um, but that's the goal. The goal is for this to not, you know, become a, a new source of resources for, you know, big institutions who do this. But it, it's it's about the on the ground organizations. Um, who are doing work um, so that we can help strengthen the work that they're doing to help us with the issues of, 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 of gun violence. So in the article I read, it says uh, prevention strategies that have helped make neighborhoods a bit more peaceful. I focused in on the word help because it, it spoke in the past tense as, as to uh, imply that the organizations or the people who uh, uh, participate in this have to have a proven concept. Is, is that the case or are you guys also looking for out of the box new ideas? You know, you know, for me, and I'm talking for me, I'm open to it all. I'm okay. open 
to proven track record because we don't want to waste taxpayer resources. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, but I'm also open to folks who may have um, courageous and nuanced ideas on how we address the issue. I think we have to have an on, all-hands-on-deck type of approach um, mm-hmm. when we're dealing with gun violence. And let me be clear, um, the, the money, is the, this is just a, a part of the overall strategy. Mm. Yes, we still need legislation to strengthen our gun laws. Yes, we still need additional resources to fund things like the um, Gun Violence Task Force to go after illegal guns. Mm -hmm. We need all of those things. It's not just a a one-off type of thing. And not only that, we need a coordinated effort from all of our different agencies um, in the same way that we do with the opioid crisis, mm-hmm. we need the mm-hmm. same type of coordination so that we can address this. You and think like, gun and, violence and, is on the same scale as the opioid crisis? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Chris, the 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 numbers are the numbers. In two thousand and sixteen, there were there were more than forty nine hundred incidences of gun violence in Philadelphia County alone. Forty nine hundred. 4,900 incidences of gun violence in Philadelphia County alone. Mm-hmm. In Pennsylvania, there were over, I believe the number is 11,000. Now, here's why I say incidences of gun violence. Because oftentimes when we talk about the issue of gun violence, we talk about it from the perspective of homicides. Mm. We look at how many people died. Well, Chris, if you get shot or I get shot and we get to the hospital in a time and they save our lives, we still got shot. Right, right. And I think we have to look at it from that perspective, not just who died, who got yeah. shot. Yeah, so, who was victimized. Exactly. So for us, we're looking at it from not just the homicide piece, um, but we're looking at it from all of the incidents of gun violence. So, to, to, so back to your question, yes, I 100% believe that, that gun violence is an epidemic in the same way that opioids is an epidemic. And because of that, it needs to be addressed in the same manner. And lastly, let me say this. What we're also beginning to do is we're beginning to challenge the philanthropic community to put up money to help us with this issue as well. Many mm-hmm. of our foundations um, um, pride themselves on being good, good, corp, good, good citizens and corporate citizens um, and philanthropic citizens uh, in, in, in the city of Philadelphia and in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania um, but the reality is we need them to start putting up resources as well. And if you think mm-hmm. about it, this is one of the issues that people shy away from. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can get funding for parks. You can get p- funding for green space. You can get funding for a lot of these different programs. But when it comes when it comes to saving a person's life, when it comes to the issue of gun violence, there are not a lot of our foundations here that are putting up the resources. So what we're all... And why do you think that is? Do you think that because it it starts to dive into eventually a a divisive political conversation about gun laws and people want to... Foundations mainly want to stay neutral? No. um, I think... mm. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think sometimes it's about the people who are getting shot. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a lack of value placed on... on, uh, uh, There's no premium on the lives that are being lost. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, here's, and here's why. Let me, let, me, let me put it to you this way, Chris. 17, 20, 25 people get shot 
in a school, a supermarket, a movie theater, it's called a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. 17 black people, Hispanic people, get shot in a city in the same night. It's not called a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Is it because of that shooting that happened in the urban cities tend to happen, you know, four, five different shootings aggregating a total of 17, whereas in, in other parts it may be one incident and the incident alone totaled 17? Well, see, my thing is, if I believe that if all of those folks, um, if, 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 if all of those folks weren't African-American, weren't people of color, I think you would look at people will look at it all the same. Mm. But because of the marginalization that this country has done to people of color and, you know, and, and let me be clear, not even just people of color, poor people. Right. When you talk about poor people and poor people's issues, a lot of times people don't pay them. That much attention. That's why I was on a panel um, a couple weeks ago, and I told him, I think I think we need to stop using the term mass shooting because I think mm-hmm. it, it, it's 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 a, it's a segreg it's a, it's a term of segregation mm-hmm. because for mm-hmm. some reason, you know, my national news is going to pick up on the mass shooting that happened, but in Chicago, in a weekend, 70, 73 people get shot. Mm-hmm. I think that's a mass shooting as well. Mm-hmm. It may not have mm-hmm. all happened at the same location, but it happened in the same place. And when a person loses their life, whether they get shot alongside 15 or 16 other people or whether they're shot alongside one or two other folks, those families still grieve the same. Those mm-hmm. families still have the same pain and the life is still lost. So for me, we have to begin to address it in the same manner. So we're going to philanthropic dollars as well to say, listen, we appreciate all of the, 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 the resources that we're bringing for all of these other projects, but people aren't going to be in those parks if they keep getting shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to imagine, I mean, to your, to your point, you must have felt some type of way, you must have cringed a bit um, when, you know, about a month, a month and a half ago, when the nation was really having this conversation around the March for Our Lives and gun violence and what it looks like to live with gun violence, that you saw mostly white people dominating that conversation and weighing in in that conversation. And there was almost no attention paid to the type of gun violence that you're describing in the urban centers. No, not, no, I, I, I didn't cringe, you know, listen, that allows us to have this conversation that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that continues to bring spotlight to the conversation. And it, and it gives us the opportunity to have a conversation on a larger scale. Listen, I don't begrudge people for their blindness. Mm. I don't begrudge people for being blind. But once we try to take the blinders off, if you try to put the shades back on, well, then mm-hmm. I have an issue. Mm-hmm. So what I'm mm-hmm. saying to you is that, you know, we're trying to to use our voice and use this moment to remove the blinders from folks so that they understand a, a young a young uh, black man uh, getting shot at 27th and Tasker is just as important uh, as anybody getting shot at a, at, at a school or, 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 or in any other place. And we should be just as concerned um, uh, for the safety of poor uh, black and brown people um, like we are uh, uh, other folks. So for us, um, this is a step forward, a step in the right direction. Um, It is, again, it is not the end all be all. Mm -hmm. And this is not going to fix the problem overnight. And and, and here's the thing. If you dumped a hundred million dollars into a fund, that's not going to solve it overnight because it's not just about the money. Right. So this is the part, this is a portion of, of, of a multifaceted, multi-tiered approach 
that we must take. And let me be clear. We've been experiencing this as black people for a while. Mm -hmm. So I know there's some people that are going to be critical, and that's fine. You're allowed to be critical of your government. But this governor, Black Caucus, we're really trying trying to do something about this. Mm -hmm. It's become more than just words. Mm -hmm. It's become, I mean, Chris, you hear the people talk about this all the time. Absolutely. When they're done talking, folks don't do anything. They move on. We didn't let, we're not letting this go. Mm -hmm. And I'm not letting it go because I know that there are young men and women in this city and across this country, quite honestly, who look like me, who can be victims. Myself Mm -hmm. could be a victim of gun violence. That's why. It's an epidemic, and that's why we need to address it. So, have you ever personally had to deal or come to grips with a victim of gun violence? Has this ever impacted your life personally? Absolutely, I've had, I've had, I've had cousins uh, lose their life to gun violence. Um, I, I, I had young cousins use, lose their life to gun violence. I had friends lose their life to gun violence. I've had folks shot and killed on the corner of my block. Mm. My own mother, within the last six months, went into her home to get a towel to wrap around the neck of a young man in my neighborhood Mm. who had been shot. My own mother had to scrub her steps to remove his blood from her, from her front steps because he had been shot. Yes. Mm. So this is personal for you. Of course it's personal. I'm a black Mm -hmm. man living in a black city, Mm -hmm. but it should be personal to everybody. Whether you see it every day, whether you hear it every day, it should be personal to all of us. So when we want to talk about, you know, uh, black lives mattering, that's how you know it matters. When people are willing to talk about this issue, even when it doesn't affect them personally. Mm -hmm. Was there a lot of pushback from conservatives in the House when the governor said, you know, I'm going to be working with a legislative black caucus and pushing this out. We're allocating dollars. Was there any pushback or was there relative bipartisanship around this? Not yet, but it's 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 why we continue to need the, the support of the people. So we can continue to push forward with this thing. Listen, okay. You know, I'm look. I'm not look. I'm not uh, anti Second Amendment or anything like that. You know, I'm just pro people. Mm. I'm pro life. Mm-hmm. I'm pro life in the sense that we should not have to fear for our lives when we're walking down the street because of 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 of, of gun violence. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's the same thing. I, I and I said this on the floor of the House of Representatives. How can you be pro-life when we were, we were debating an abortion bill? And let me be clear, I'm pro-choice. I believe a woman should do whatever she wants with her body. But we were having a conversation about um, abortion. And I said, how is it that you're, you're so pro-life until the life begins? And then we forget about the life. We mm. forget about the fact that they go to inadequate schools. We forget about the fact that these young people can be shot and killed in their neighborhoods. How can you call yourself pro-life? If you don't really care about the life after the person is born. So for me, I'm not I'm not I'm not anti Second Amendment. I'm just pro my you, your mother, your brothers and sisters and all of our um, our right to not be shot in our neighborhoods. Mm. 
just to just to wrap up earlier you mentioned something about gun laws you said this this funding is just one step there also needs to be gun laws passed I me mean, when we think about the urban gun violence that are mostly done with handguns straw purchased what type what type of gun law can mitigate this well i think you need stronger background checks um i think aspect of the background checks i mean when you look at the waffle house shooting that uh that young man had mental issues his guns removed from him and given to his father went to his father and got the guns back you know mm-hmm. we're looking at legislation now so that when the guns are removed for mental health reasons that they're you know my my goal would be that they're not given to uh, a family member that they have to be given over to law enforcement or over to mm. uh, a, a friend of the court maybe, maybe that that be your lawyer or or, 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 or someone else. So looking at stuff like that. Um, but we're also looking at, you know, additional resources so that we can, you know, track and source where the illegal guns are coming from. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of cut off the faucet. But, you know, Chris, I think the, the thing that we all that we all need to understand about this is that, you know, I call us an epidemic for a reason. It's an epidemic for a reason, because what happens with epidemics, they start in a certain space mm-hmm. and then they spread. Mm-hmm. So today it's my brothers and sisters that are losing their lives to gun violence. Today it's the people in Philadelphia County that are losing their lives to gun violence. But epidemics spread. They spread to Delaware County. They spread to Berks County. They spread to Bucks County. Bullets don't have uh, 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 respect of color, mm-hmm. creed, or economics. So when we say it's an epidemic, we're saying that because we want to warn our brothers and sisters who don't live in a city, our brothers and sisters who may not be a part of the same social economic struggles, that epidemic spread. Mm. And if we don't stop this now, it would it might have been my cousin this week. Next week, it could be yours. Absolutely. Uh, State Representative Jordan Harris, for people who are listening that want to apply for this program, who think they may have a good idea or have been doing work on the ground for some time now, how do they apply? What is the application process? Uh, go, you got to go to the PCCD website, Pennsylvania Crime, Pennsylvania Commission on Crime and Delinquency. Got to go to their website. I believe the application is up there. Yes, um, pccd.pa.gov. PCCD, the application is up there. I believe the deadline is the end of June. Um, side note, former police commissioner for the city of Philadelphia, Charles Ramsey, is the chair of the board for PCCD. So um, we're looking forward to our work together mm-hmm. to try to stem the tide of gun violence. Is this the end all be all? No, it is not, but it is a step in the right direction. And I will not stop taking the steps forward to a place um, where we can save lives of our beautiful black and brown babies uh, across this Commonwealth. Absolutely. Now, State Rep, will you be a part of the judging process for those applications that come in, or is that a separate body? No, that's a separate body. Bro. I, you know, I, I will encourage people to apply. Um, and and we, we've talked about some different models on how to select, um, but um, I typically stay out uh, of, of those type of processes. Um, be, you know, just being an elected official. Okay. Uh, I, I try to stay out of those. Fair enough. Well, that's State Representative Jordan Harris. He's a Democrat. He also chairs the Pennsylvania Legislative Black Caucus, and he was instrumental in the launch of the Gun Violence Reduction Initiative, which is a new gun violence prevention program, or I should say initiative that will fund programs working to stop shootings in urban communities. You can follow the State Rep on Twitter at Rep Harris. Uh, state Rep, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and until next time, I'm Flood the Drummer. 
and I'm jumping for justice.